Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm Gina Meyer. I'm a doctor of physical therapy committed to empowering every woman to live a vibrant, fulfilling, experience-seeking, and healthy life. I am just so thrilled to have Natalie Randall on the podcast today. She is an ultra marathoner and performer who is based in New York City, and she's currently creating a documentary called The Race Against Race. It's about normalizing black runners, and I am just so excited to hear more about that and about Natalie's journey. Uh, Stay tuned because we'll tell you how you can follow her journey later in the episode, but first, welcome Natalie. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. Um, we have so many good things to talk about, so I'm just super pumped. Um, but before we dive in, Natalie, if you can just give the listeners a little more background on who you are, I would love it. Yes, I am Natalie Randall. I live in New York City, and I started running maybe four years ago. Oh, good Lord, I don't even know what year it is anymore. Uh, five <laughs> years ago. I'm like, what is it? It's 2021. Yeah like four and a half, five years ago, um, for weight loss reasons. Um, I lost about, I've lost like a hundred pounds, still losing, you know, I've been maintaining right now, but I lost a hundred pounds through just exercise, running, you know, changing my diet. And, um, it's just become a lifestyle for me with running. And, um, I don't, I don't see my life being any other way. So I'm super happy that I found it and it's led me to now making a documentary about um, runners of all sizes, black runners, um, and just showing people that we're out there and we're doing this too. So I'm super excited to get that out there um, this fall into the spring so people can see what's been going on. Yeah. Ah, you know, I love this so much. And we were talking before we started taping, but um, this is one of the, you know, major goals with ARC, which is the nonprofit um, that I founded. And we are, are in the same space kind of attempting to break barriers and bring women of every race, ethnicity, body type, ability, socioeconomic status, bring them to running because there are so many, so many benefits. Um, so I think what you're doing is amazing, Natalie. Um, and before we get into some more in-depth um, discussion about that, I give us just a little more detail too on what you what you do as a performer in New York City and how that you know, brought you to creating this documentary? Yeah, I, um, eight years ago, I moved to New York City to, you know, do the whole acting Broadway dream. And I've been lucky enough that, you know, um, I've been able to perform all over the U.S., regionally, internationally. Uh, I toured with an acapella group. I've done commercials. Um, I'm in a movie that is currently on Netflix. It's called The Ghost Who Walks. If you look that up, just wanted to do a little plug there. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so you can see my face on Netflix. Um, yeah, and I, I currently, the most I'm doing voiceovers during this pandemic. I have a home studio that um, I do that through. So yeah, my world just, I went from musical theater mainly. And then when I moved to New York City, I was like, oh, there's commercials, voiceovers film, TV, and all this stuff, and then, you know, even with doing all that and my running um, this summer, I really got into protesting, and while protesting, I actually do a lot of singing at the protesting. I sing a lot of hymns because I want to show people that we are peaceful. Um, You know, in the news, a lot of time it was shown people acting crazy and rioting and looting, and I'm not saying that didn't happen because it did, but in New York City, uh, 93% of the protests were peaceful and um, I was there and it was just, you know, a lot of uplifting and just raising each other up. And I would 
you know, take my megaphone there and sing for the people. So ah, that Natalie. is something that. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh. And I think just Thank like you. putting it out there for people to hear, you know, part of this podcast is all about perspective and sharing different perspectives for people to hear. It's what do you say? 93%, 93% in New York city were peaceful protests. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so it's just, it breaks your heart that those, the 7% that were not peaceful, you know, overshadow this 93% of people who are out there just having a peaceful protest for good, for justice. And yeah. I, okay. You know, I love music. So tell me like your favorite hymn to sing when you were out, when you were out there. Yes. So my parents are pastors um, and Blessed Assurance is my dad's favorite hymn. And it's actually one of mine. So that's one I would sing a lot out there because it's just, to me, the words are so powerful because the the chorus is, this is my story. This is my song. I'm praising my savior all the day long. You know, just telling people like, this is my story. And I'm just trying to show you that you know, we're not out here trying to hurt people. We just want equality, essentially. Yeah. Oh, such beautiful words. I'm going to put you on the spot. And if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. But do you want to sing the chorus for us? Yeah. <clears throat> this is my story. This is my song. I'm praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. I'm praising my Savior all the day long. That was beautiful. Well, <laughs> thank you. Give me a minute. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you for doing that. Um, I hope that that goes out and falls on someone today and reminds oh, wow. them the, the bond that unites us all and the and the and the peace, the peaceful protest that is out there to make a better world. So, okay. <laughs> Give me just oh, a second. Thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> this was sweet. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And um, yeah, I, I, I want to hear more about your running journey now, Natalie. And I know that um, you have out there that running has, has been a really um, amazing thing for you and your journey to sobriety and staying sober. And I think that's not discussed very much. Um, and I would love to just put it out there for our women to understand what a beautiful thing running can do when you're going through that journey. So would you want to speak on that a little bit for me? Yeah. So I found running after I got sober. And for me, you know, like a lot of times when people get off work, maybe they've had a stressful day, they're like, oh, I'm just going to go, you know, to a happy hour, have a couple drinks with my friends and like relax and chill. Or, you know, if maybe like, you know, you're just like at home with the family, whatever the case may be. And it's just like, oh, I just want like, you know, at the end of the night, like a beer just to sit down and chill and relax and go to sleep, you know. And for me, I don't really get that outlet. And when I have like this pent up feeling and maybe this pent up anger and just this adrenaline, like I can't let go of, I have now put it into exercising and mainly running. So there have been times when I'm like, it could be 2 a.m. and I'm like, I have to go for a run. You know, I bought a treadmill. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. That's another story, but I, because <laughs> of this whole moving drama I had, but I, um, Literally, you know, it was such a godsend because I could get on it at two in the morning or I could just go outside and like run a mile really quick and just like get that energy out and just put it out into the universe instead of keeping it in. 
because, you know, instead of me drinking, I'm like, I'll go run. You know, that's to me it's a little bit of a better addiction to have. Than, totally. Yeah. Than alcohol. Yeah. And I, you know, I think, um, lots of lots of women out there of course understand that running has physical benefits um and we know mm-hmm. this obviously you know we we can use it as a tool to help manage our weight um to manage diabetes high blood pressure high cholesterol um so many health issues that running you know helps with but i think sometimes we forget how powerful it can be for our mental well-being um and like you said just getting getting out there to get that negative energy or the urge to have a drink or whatever it is to get it out put it out on the pavement um and and you know ultimately come out of it stronger mentally right Mm -hmm. um so I think that's awesome and I think that's really part of what the message we're trying to get out there not only that we want to embrace all women in the running community but the reason that we want to do that Natalie right is because there are so many many benefits and um there's no reason that every woman out there should not enjoy those benefits um yeah so, yeah, okay, let's talk a little bit more um, about the women who have helped you in your life. Um, tell us more about how you've witnessed the power that we as women have to help each other. Wow. Um, women have been so instrumental in my running journey, specifically. Um, like, there's, you know, and it sucks because we can name like a hundred runners that, you know, maybe aren't plus size, but then when it goes to naming maybe some plus size runners, we, we only have two on our tongue. And I'll be honest, I only have a couple <laughs> that I can even name because I remember I saw a video of Myrna, um, about, I'm saying her last name wrong. Um, Valerio. So I apologize if I said that wrong, but the Myrna Vader on Instagram. Yeah. And I remember I was just, um, crying because I was like, Oh my gosh, this, that's literally what started me running because, you know, I was bigger and I was like, well, I wanted, you know, someone was like, oh, well, maybe you should run like that can help you lose weight, help you relieve stress. And I was like, well, I'm big. Like, I'm not going to run. Like, that's embarrassing. No one wants to see that, whatever. And then I saw that video of her and I was like, holy crap. Like this woman is not only black, she's plus size and she's running and people actually like don't care. You know, no one's making fun of her and they're praising her. And then that's also how I found um, Latoya. She's um, IML Lashante on Instagram, the fat running chef. And I found her story and I was like, here's another plus size woman who is running and like unapologetically running. And Latoya, especially, I really look up to. I've worked with her. She's actually in my documentary. She's like amazing. And just how unapologetic she was about her body and saying, hey, I'm not necessarily running for weight loss. I'm just running because I like to work out. And she's actually very, very strong and probably stronger than like, half these you know other people who are like smaller than her and she you know consistently works out and it's not like I'm working out to eat it's like I'm working out because I just genuinely love the sport and how it makes me feel so those two women specifically are women that I've looked up to who have changed my running journey amazing yeah I mean I think that it's it's so important to realize um the the power of having those those mentors almost out there that tell you you can and look at me and this is how it's done and um I just I think it's amazing and I also think um that that's an important part of what we do at ARC too is just to have that mentorship and to say yes it can be done and you know no one's gonna make fun of you you're gonna get out there and um and you're gonna be doing it for yourself too so um Mm -hmm. you know 
know, don't listen to the external voices. Um, so beautiful words there um, about those women. Um, I also know, I and I know what's out there on Instagram, so I hope I'm not overstepping by bringing it up with a podcast. But I, I know that you lost your mom to complications of COVID. And um, mm-hmm. I, I, what I want to hear about that, if you're willing to share, Natalie, I also lost my mother, I shared with you before we started taping, um, unexpectedly, um, almost 13 years ago now. And I want what the message I want to put out there to women is that I do believe that we can find our strength and our growth and pain. Sometimes you are so at the beginning of this journey though. Um, Mm -hmm. but I want to hear about your experience a little bit with that. And it, you know, if you don't want to talk about your mom, you can talk about your journey to sobriety or whatever you would like to, but do you think Natalie, that we can find strength and pain and struggle? Absolutely. My mom is literally the force that has made me who I am today. And, you know, like I am very honest with, you know, I lost her December 17th. So it's about two months ago. Um, So it is still fresh. It is still new. And I, you know, with people, I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm not angry. I'm not upset. I'm not confused. I'm not still like, why? Yeah. But um, my mother is the reason that my documentary is even what it is right now because she believed in me. She's the one who told me to do it about, because originally my documentary was just about weight loss. And she was like, Natalie, you have to change it to what's about what is happening in the world, which then my 50 mile run for justice protest was born. And like, it just turned completely around. And, you know, my mom, she went into the hospital right as I was about to run or like a little bit before I was about to run the race. She went into the hospital in October, the end of October and my race was November 1st and she got into the ICU and she got really sick, but then she got out of the ICU. It was very up and down. And I was talking to her and she was like, the first thing she said to me, she's like, like through her gasping is I knew you were doing your race and I couldn't die because I knew you wouldn't be able to do your race if I were to die right now. So for my mom to hold on, even in her sickness, and think of me while she's, I mean, essentially was on her deathbed. Think of me and how she needed to stay alive so I could finish my race. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's no word. I mean, my 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 film is in honor of her and her memory, and everything I do now is in her memory. And I'm actually doing a, a 5K race that no one has to pay for, and it's called In Loving Memory, where you're going to run a memory of someone, and it'll be all free, completely, completely free, because I know that's a barrier for a lot of people and I'm funding that where uh, you just show up, you run your race for who you're running a memory of, and then you get a medal as long as you finish that 5k. I love this. Um, And such powerful, powerful words about your mom. Um, And so thank you for sharing that. And, you know, the beginning of a lost journey is different for everyone. Um, But, but one thing that unites us all is that, you know, that deep, that deep sense of, of grief and, and sadness. And I think anyone out there who's listening right now to know that if you've lost someone, you're not alone. And, um, you know, reaching out and and talking to others who are traveling some kind of similar journey can really help in that process. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I felt that a lot when I lost my mom, I, I remember feeling like no one can understand. And I think that in, in a way that's true if you haven't gone through the loss of your own parent, you know, but you can seek out those spaces where you can connect with people and, um, you know, and really, uh, be sort of lifted up. Um, and like, just like you just said, by 
the strength they gave you and the fact that they are always within us, Natalie, you know, they really Mm -hmm. always are. So, um, I think that's incredible. So tell us about your run. Tell us about the 50 mile run. Um, how did it end up going? Amazing. I finished it. (laughs) Nice. Well done. Well done. We'll have the battle. Um, since then I've done one other 50 miler. So it was, wow. It was challenging. It pushed me, you know, we got crappy weather. Half of it was like, you know, okay, it was warm, sort of, it was sunny, and then the other half it rained, and it's funny because my DP and my my editor, like, he did a lot, like, filmed it, and he's like, you know, I hope it rains a little bit because that'll make it, like, super interesting. I was like, no, I'm the one running in it. Like, I don't want it to rain. <laughs> but he, his wish came true, and uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting with all the rain, and they're currently actually working on that now, so... Um, yeah, I'm super excited to put this into the film festival seasons for 20, the end of 2021, 2020, 2022, and put this out here and just show like, you know, little black and brown girls and people everywhere, but especially, you know, plus size and all of that, that you can run 50 miles. Cause I, I mean, I got up and did it and I'm 200 pounds. So yeah, anybody can. I think that's awesome. And I want you to speak a little more to the narrative on, on the, um, the run for justice. And I know that just because your run is, is over, of course, doesn't mean that the work is stopping, you know, it's continuing mm-hmm. forward. Um, so I think give people some perspective on the narrative behind it and maybe little things that they can do if they, you know, if they align with this mission, how can they, how can they help Natalie? What, you know, what are some little things people can do? Yeah. So specifically my 50 mile run for justice protest, what this is actually going to be um, become, and I'm applying for grants and everything is I want to turn this into a nonprofit where we go around to places in New York City, um, that's where we're starting, like deep in Brooklyn or deep in the Bronx, places that people don't even realize or think of. And I wanna go into those communities, those schools, and I want to work with these kids, work with these adults and make running a family event and make it an event where um, I show that if you, because let me take it even back, in New York City, a lot of schools um, that I used to place a substitute teach. I would go to these schools and they wouldn't have track teams and all this stuff. And I was just like, running is like such an easy sport because it's, I mean, essentially your legs and some shoes. Like if you can even get like the most basic shoes for a kid, they can join a track team, you right. know? Yeah. And I want to go into these schools and I want to go into these communities and show people like, hey, let's get together and let's run. And I'm going to get running clubs, you know, that maybe are predominantly white or running clubs from like that are top tier in New York city and have them and come collaborate in deep Brooklyn and come run with these kids and start showing, you know, more diversity with running and show that like we're out here running because the main example I always use is if you see a group of black kids running in central park, people are like, Whoa, what's going on? What's happening? Why are all these kids running? But if we see a group of white kids, we're like, oh, that's their cross-country team or, oh, they're just practicing for a race. I want that same thing to happen with those group of black kids. And until we start normalizing it, it's not going to happen. So that's why I want to go into these places in Brooklyn and go to these places in the Bronx and Queens and just really get these programs started. And then from there, I want to start having like, you know, invitationals or like having 5Ks, but I want it to be free because people don't realize how much of a barrier it is. Like mm-hmm. we we want everyone to get out there and run, 
but then we charge for the race. And I know we have to charge for the race because we have to get money, you know, to get people there and all that stuff. But I don't want that to be a barrier. I want people to be able to show up and be able to do the 5K and not have to worry about paying $35, $40 and you get a medal at the end. And, you know, depending on what's happening, maybe you get a t-shirt. We have breakfast. You know, a lot of people, the only meal they get is at school. So I want to provide a breakfast for people besides just a little bagel. Do a little bagel off your race. But I want to provide like an actual breakfast that anybody in the community can show up. Even if you're not running the race, you can have breakfast and you can take that home and we can help people that way. And then also have scholarships available. I want to start bringing athletes. I want to bring college scouts. I want to help get these kids who have these abilities because I, you know, I would substitute PE and I would see these kids running. I'm like, yo, if you had a track team you were on and someone coaching you and training you, you could possibly like run at a college because you just have like raw natural talent. And I'll be honest with saying like, I can't teach you how to be, you know, the next whoever you say bolt or somebody, but there are so many coaches in New York city who could work with you and get you to maybe get a scholarship to a college, you know, and like all that. So that's, yeah. that's the goal. And that's what I'm currently working on doing with like applying for grants and everything. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. And I'm looking forward to talking with you more too about how art can support you and we can collaborate because I think we do align so much and I'm with mm-hmm. you. I mean, I was just talking to someone about this the other day, how important it is to get these young people, um, in my case, ARCA's uh, supports women, but all young people to get engaged in that activity at a young age and realize that it's possible. And you're right. I mean, get them into college on a scholarship. I mean, just, there are just so many opportunities, not only, you know, for their future and to have a bright future, but also for their mental and physical well-being as they journey into adulthood and beyond. Um, and also that goes for adults as well as they journey throughout the rest of their life. But I think this is just amazing work that you're doing. And um, as we move towards wrapping up, Natalie, I I, I just want to hear what I'm just interested to hear. Um, I know I sent you a a few questions that I normally ask and um, we haven't gotten through all of them. But one that I'm really interested to hear from you is um, what is one thing, Natalie, that you prioritize in your life? Um, Something that I prioritize in my life just in general is, well, my spirituality and my sobriety and um my peace of mind yeah yeah i love it um and i think actually some of us are just sort of sleepwalking through our lives and we don't realize what it really feels to have true peace um yeah you know to have two true peace in our hearts um so i love it um okay i do a couple more quick questions as we close it out um and so i'm gonna do those in just a minute but if you can just put all the information out there for how people can find you follow you um and you know check out the 50 mile run for justice protest documentary and all of that stuff or or be ready for it when it's released give us all of that information absolutely so you can follow me personally at Natalie, that's N-A-T-T-A-L-Y-E-E. Again, that's at Natalie, N-A-T-T-A-L-Y-E-E. Crazy spelling. <laughs> and then if you want to follow my documentary protests, like we do community cleanups, all that stuff. And we did pause a lot of stuff when my mom passed away as I needed time to grieve. So with that peace of mind. Um, but we're going to be kicking that back up here in March. So you can follow at 50 mile run for justice protest that is at five zero mile run for justice protest and that's all those are both on insta 
Awesome. Okay, thank you so much. I'm going to really look forward to seeing um, this documentary at the end of the year. Um, and we're over at collaborating until until it's released. So um, thank yes. you again so much for being here. Okay, I'm going to hop into those, those few questions at the end now. Okay, meant to put a little more positivity out there into the universe. So yes. I know we talked about priorities, but now I'm going to ask about just some simple things in your day-to-day life, Natalie, that bring you joy. Um things that just bring me like joy anything yeah you know like mine right now is coffee i'm drinking some coffee i feel <laughs> joyful you know i told you bacon no one judge me no one judge me about the bacon i only eat it in moderation natalie <laughs> you know it's so funny i'm gonna actually say bacon too because yes I usually, I usually eat turkey bacon and yeah. for the first time in forever i was like you know what i'm ordering the regular bacon and i'll just eat two slices each time instead of eating four slices of turkey bacon. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I got the real bacon instead of the turkey this time. <laughs> I love it. Um, anything else, small joys in your day-to-day? Yes, um, small joys in my day-to-day would be, um, yeah, I don't drink caffeine just because um, like, I already have like sleep stuff. So when I take my pee workout, I just like literally, it makes me feel on top of the world. And I love like working out with my trainer. So I'm going to work out with my trainer today. So that's going to make me excited. And um, I got my whole Instacart yesterday, so now I have, like, food I can cook, so I'm super excited about that. And I just moved into a new apartment, and it's finally set up, so I'm very, very excited about that. That makes me happy. Yeah, love it. Awesome. Um, Okay, so this is going out to all our listeners, um, and it's it's about exercise, running, any form of move in your body. Um, So it's a complete the sentence, Natalie. So... Mm -hmm. Running or any form of exercise changes everything because? Because if you put your heart into it, it literally is like trans, like it's transforming your mind and your body and your soul and everything. It, it literally has transformed me into a new person. Yeah, it's transforming your mind and your body and your soul. Yes, amazing words. Yes, totally agree very much. Um, okay. Last one. Complete the sentence again. Okay. Going out to all the listeners out there. Never forget. Oh, wow. Never forget. Never forget to call back the people you love. Yeah, that's right. And to cherish those people that you love, no matter how busy we get, we have to remember that. Right. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being here. It has been my pleasure. And um, I'm just really grateful that you took the time to come and chat with me. No, thank you for, I mean, this is so, like, I feel so honored. Seriously, now that people consider me someone, you know, who can influence someone with their running or anything like that, that means more to me than you know. No, I'm so glad to hear that. It's been my pleasure. And I'm going to close this out here, listeners, by thanking you for coming along on this ride, thanking you for opening your mind to new perspectives and um, hopefully, you know, getting a few ideas out of this episode and also feeling uplifted. And I'm going to close out with a quote that is on the 50 mile run for justice protest Instagram page. And it's this, if I see you running, I don't care if you're big small, slow, fast, in shape, out of shape, obese, or skinny. If you're running, we are rooting for you. We are so much stronger together. Let's lift each other up. Connected, we can rise.